I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's She's the the Boss. Yeah. Here we are. We are here. My October voice carrying into November. Uh, It's fine. (laughs) Just can't sing. (laughs) Are you planning on singing soon? I don't know. Never know. (laughs) I might (laughs) pop into song. Our family is like a musical, Mm. though. So a lot of times, you know, just whatever it is, if it reminds you of a song, we like break out in a song. Yeah. Now they just laugh at me because my voice is like, Can you give an example? Um, I don't know. If like, okay, I guess like if somebody said the word legit, we'd break out into like too, too legit. legit. <laughs> yeah, but too like legit to quit. Any <gasps> anything, movie lines, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, and we'll like do the impersonation or the song or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we're that weird family. Just let it go. Yeah, and then yeah, even Brandon will. You should see his <laughs> interpretive dancing that goes along. <laughs> <laughs> so funny like 20 year special forces guy doing interpretive dancing around the house i like it yeah that's great so what have you been up to working (laughs) you were at the beach this weekend oh yeah i was at the beach this weekend (laughs) yeah so there's that yeah but i was there alone with my little kids so you know that's a lot of work and you have no relief or help with it yeah. and it, there was a time change which is like the stupidest thing ever yeah created i, I don't even know why we do it i don't know but i i even prep I like know. i saw your post on facebook yeah like uh, PSA? Mom tip. yeah yeah so even like three weeks out i kind of start thinking about it and mm-hmm. prepping and like putting them to bed just a teeny bit later mm-hmm. and then the week before like i really prep but it didn't matter. They still got up at 4.30 on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I just, it is what it is. Like, their bodies are just so... Yeah, in tune. In tune. and Their circadian rhythm is on point. Well, and the fact that it came right after Halloween. So, I mean, mm-hmm. how much red dye are they eating as well? And I told my friend yesterday, I was like, yeah, my child is like, sorry, I never got to call you to talk about stuff, work stuff. But my child literally was losing her mind. And I started thinking, I bet the mix of the red dye from mm-hmm. all that candy and the time change. But that's the, the joy of my work. It's not an emergency. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't talk to one of my leaders for on a certain day, unless there's like a super time sensitive thing, then I would have just made it happen. Even if I was exhausted and they were screaming in the background. Um, but yeah, it was a, supposed to be a call with my manager to catch up on everything for this week. So We'll just do it later today. Yeah. (laughs) It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's fine. Actually, I was just saying that and I was like, wait, is it Monday? (laughs) It is. Sometimes I lose track, especially this week. The kids have school off on Tuesday and Friday. Right. What? It's a really weird week. It is a weird week. But what I love to do is, you know, I go over my calendar the night before and then like as a family, we're like, here's this going on and, you know, this is coming up or whatever. So we can all prep for the week. Right. Like who's doing what? <laughs> yeah. There are so many schedules to keep track of and I only have two kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you keep track of more than that. I mean, I do in the sense that like you just do what you have to do and this is normal life for you. But my normal life is just two of them. And there's so many things to keep track of. Like theater. 
mm-hmm. which is both at school for Molly and at your theater. <laughs> right. And I feel like such a ding ding because <laughs> like, sorry, Becky, I completely forgot to check the calendar or whatever. And it's just, there's so much to keep track of and it's very hard sometimes. Yeah. So I just put systems in place to, for my entire week. And I know we talk about like time blocking and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but my manager, usually I meet with her uh, via phone every Monday morning. Yeah. Okay. Here's our things. Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Mm-hmm. What's our top priority kind of thing. So we do that every Monday morning, but I knew we were recording here this morning. So I was going to do it last night with her um, instead. So it's really a matter of just planning it out to be able to make it work for your life. And yep when to say no, or when you say, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's just not going to work for me this week. Um, and cutting out things like there's, I don't see why some people put their kids in like 30 million different things and just exhaust them. (laughs) So, and themselves it's, it's a tricky balance. It It is. is right. And when kids want to do everything, I know you want to give them that. Yeah. But then when they're doing it, especially like too young, like kindergarten mm-hmm. age and stuff, they're just exhausted. Yeah, we need our downtime. Right. We need time to just do nothing. Right. And what are we teaching our kids by not forcing that to? It's the burnout culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about delegating. I know. Speaking of time and what it's worth and all of that. <laughs> yeah. Delegating. Right. Delegating. And it's really hard. Let's say it again. <laughs> Delegating. Delegating. (laughs) Say it with me. Well, there's so much that goes into it because before you can even delegate a task as the owner, you have to have the mindset that you're ready to delegate and you've got to know what season of life that you're in. Mm -hmm. And you have to know the cost analysis as to whether or not you can delegate it out and how much is your time worth? You know, right. There's so much that factors in before you even say like, hey, (laughs) this task is ready for you to take on as an employee or an admin member or whatever it is. So what does that look like for you? So a lot of that is a childcare thing for me too, as far as if you're talking about the income part, cause you know, <laughs> my business brain <laughs> aspect mm-hmm. of it yeah. and what the time is worth. And so I have to look at, I look at the monetary value, but then also the emotional value for my kids. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I can pay somebody at the studio X number of dollars to do this. I'm still going to have to create the system. I'm still going to have to follow up on it, yada, yada, yada. But I can do that in my own time. Whereas this exact chore needs to be done at this time. Am I going to need childcare if I do that? Yes. How much does childcare cost? Okay. So if childcare is costing me this much per hour, or I can pay this person this much per hour, but still get to be with my kids what's the difference? And is that worth that time? Yeah. Most of the time? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the preparation and the follow-up I can do on my own time. Mm -hmm. So as I've worked into delegating things out, a lot of it has to do with that. And especially as Brandon has gone into retirement, it's the same thing. I can pay those people this much to do it, but get this extra time with my husband or I lose the time or we do it together and we're paying childcare and just trying to figure out which things like 
I remember last year, something that was stressing me was ordering some t-shirts mm-hmm. and designing them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why am I stressing? Like somebody else can totally place this t-shirt order. <laughs> why am I doing this Yeah, as the owner with, you know, 70 something employees? Why am I ordering t-shirts? Why do you think you're doing it? Because I'm a control freak. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the whole mindset thing, like you said. And I think that's the same for like, but why did you want to control it? Because I am of the same mind, but I don't think I do it for the same reasons you do. Um, I just like to know that it actually got done. And sometimes it takes more time to explain to somebody how to do something, how you want it done, and then to follow up to make sure it got done and got done correctly, mm-hmm. especially when there's a time crunch. And something like that always has a time crunch because you get the sizes and then you need a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's going to take me more time to explain it and make sure it's correct than it does for me to just do it. But if I take the time to explain it, make sure it's incorrect the first time, all the other times I don't have to. Right. So it's saving time in the long run versus immediately. Yeah. So you have to change your mindset to how will this affect me in the long run, not this current moment. Yeah. And that changes over time. So I talk a lot about seasons of life and prioritizing your top three priorities and then making decisions based on those things. Right. And that has to do with delegating, but also time blocking and where you spend your time. And time is the literal only thing that we will never get more of. We can make more money, all, all sorts of things. Time. It just, there's something to be said for the days are long, but the years are short. Right. And you know this because of the huge span in ages of your children. But I sit back and I'm like, we have five years left with Logan here. And I swear he's changing by the day. Like he comes out (laughs) in the morning. I'm like, how are you so dull? What is happening? Is this your voice now? Like it's getting deeper. It's just, it's happening right in front of our eyes. And that'll happen at any stage, right? Mm -hmm. We watch our toddlers grow up. Now they're potty trained. Now they're able to cook themselves eggs, all these things. So for me, time is what I'm willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. And so to figure out the season of life and where you're at with your business, to be able to do that, what are your top priorities? And if time spent with family or doing the things that you love or focusing on your health, whatever it is, you need time to do that. So it's that cost benefit analysis. Am I willing to pay somebody else to do this task so I can get my time back? And for me, It's an absolute yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Um, But you have to be, I have to be prepared to relinquish the control over doing this specific task. And for me, it is not about necessarily having it done right. It is, but I am very much open to people's input on how to do it better or more efficient, Mm -hmm. things like that. But my thing is more so the brand and the appearance and is it going to be the way I would do it to represent our brand (laughs) and let me tell you the answer is no because these people are not me because they're not you and they're not in your brain (laughs) exactly so even with creating this whole podcast like that was very much you know very important to you very important yeah yeah and I'm like let's do it let's get jumping you're like we got to create our brand first yeah so it's like the difference in you know what's important to different people but, you know, 
that's, yeah, that's hard. We're not in your brain. <laughs> yes. Welcome. 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 So, and, and part of this too, is when you start developing a team, the ideal is that you hire people who are better at you, better than you at certain things. Oh, yeah. So the first thing is you have to know what you like, what you love doing, what you're good at, which typically fall into the same bucket. And then also what you suck at, but you're willing to do. And then hire people who are really great at the things that you suck at and that you hate doing. Right. Well, and here's the thing. Sometimes I've, I've got two sides to this. Sometimes if you give people the chance, you find out some of their strengths you couldn't see before. Tell me more. So for instance, there are a lot of people that work for me that do things better than me. And, um, you know, I hired a dance director and a music director, um, to control those entire departments. So I'm not having to oversee it. And they're there during the hours. The teachers are there Mm -hmm. so they can touch face with them, touch face, touch base with (laughs) them. Are they touching their faces? (laughs) That'd be weird. Yeah, I would. Who knows? (laughs) Touch base with them face to face instead of me just texting or emailing or, you know, going on Slack and all the things. So that has been great. But there's so many times where they'll come up with a new system to do Mm -hmm. something. And I'm like, that is so much easier, makes so much more sense than what I was doing. It's my favorite. Yeah. And it's like, thank you. And it's so freeing to give someone something that you have built a relationship of trust with. And then it happens even better and more efficiently, Mm -hmm. which then ends up costing you less. Because if they come up with a more efficient system, it takes less time and that's less money you're putting out. Yeah. (laughs) So that's one side of it. The other side is sometimes you'll put people in positions and you realize it's not their forte. Yeah. And then what do you do? Mm -hmm. I I mean, I have certain (laughs) ways that I have handled that and then probably the ideal way to handle it now. But um, I think it goes back to when you're ready to delegate a task mindset wise, you're, you know, you're focusing on the high value items that you do and you have to do. No one else can do certain things. We've got to play on our superpowers. Mm -hmm. And then likewise, we have to play on their superpowers. So I think when you're willing to kind of let go and relinquish the control, you have to have a plan, right? You have to have a whole plan laid out. You can't come to somebody and say, Hey, I want you to do this thing. Let me know how it goes. I made that mistake very early on. Like, hey, I have this this idea and I want you to just take it and run with it. And then I'm like, oh, excuse me, wait, (laughs) that's not how I meant that to go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no shit. You didn't tell me. And then they feel (laughs) defeated. (laughs) Yeah. Then they feel defeated and they never want to do anything again because they're like, I'm never going (laughs) to meet this expectation. But yeah, if you lay it all out up front, exactly what you want it to look like, which as you're delegating, and I don't want to jump around too much, but as you're delegating, you have to guide them through the process. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So first determining what the task is, what the task is. Is it an ongoing task? Is it a project? Is it time sensitive? All these things. So, uh, you know, if you listen to Brene Brown, clear is kind. Mm-hmm. And this is something that has been very lost, I think, on a lot of the female population, me included, where we get um, 
really caught up in having to explain things and use a lot of language and not hurt anybody's feelings and, um, you know, say all these things instead of just the direct thing that you need. Here's the expectation. Here's the goal, right? You're very good at this. And sometimes it comes and bites you in the ass because yep. you're too direct. Yeah. <laughs> or they, they read it more direct than I say it. Right. So I have to make sure when I am more direct, which is, you know, why I'm trying to meet more face to face with yes. people because they're like, we know you don't say it that way, but when you write it, it comes across that yeah. way. I'm like, voice well, memos. Re- yes, exactly. Yes. Voice or memos videos. are wonderful and videos. Absolutely. Yeah. So just clear, specific step-by-step instructions to where anybody could complete the task if they read the instructions, Mm -hmm. just by reading the instructions. That's how clear it should be. And so if you're not to that point yet, you have to go through the step-by-step process of, let's say, ordering the t-shirts, designing and ordering. This is the logo that it needs to have. It needs to be in this specific place. It needs to be this color. Here's the color code. All of the things through when it comes in, it needs to be unboxed and divided into sizes, you know? Yeah. All of that should be clearly written out so anybody can follow it. But the big thing then is after you have that and you see the details in the step-by-step process is to know your people. You have to know what they're good at and what their superpowers are. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the Enneagram so much because if I was going to give that detailed design process to somebody, it wouldn't be specific people because I know that one, they don't like it and they're not good at it. Mm -hmm. And so knowing who you have on your team to say, oh, this person would be really good at this because they're really, they're creative, but they're detail oriented and they like completing these, these little tasks. Um, Because if you give it to somebody who is big picture oriented and doesn't want to follow step-by-step instructions, they're going to put it off and then you're going to be following up and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I need, I need to do that. It completely slipped my mind. Mm -hmm. Done all of these things before. Um, So we got to know who your people are and sometimes they'll come tell you. Right. And that's how I started really delegating stuff out because when I started, I was clearly doing everything. And then I just expected the teachers just to do their teacher stuff. Mm -hmm. And two of my leaders actually came to me and they were like, Hey, do you know, I do web design and this and that, and all of these things, I would love to start helping with that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then, you know, another teacher is like, I really like the logistics of everything. And she's the one that set up our entire software enrollment program, billing, all of that. She got her master's in logistics. Mm. (laughs) So why not? Even though they were both dance teachers, they have other skills. Yes. So I was very appreciative of them coming to me and saying that. But it did take time before I could hand it over to them financially because we were just starting. Yeah. So I couldn't just pay them outright to do it. Um, but now, you know, it's a goal that you have to work towards too. Like this is something I'll be able to delegate and you have to make that your goal and part of your budget when you're setting your numbers. Yeah. And then when they do come to you, I don't know if you've had anybody do this, but they tell you that they want to take on more responsibility. They want to do, you know, I'm good at these tasks. I'm, I'm, whatever it is. I'd like to take on social media or shirt ordering. And sometimes you have to sit back and say like, you're at capacity. Mm. Your bandwidth is already taken up by all these other tasks that you provide for us. And while you may be good at that and you're like craving a little bit of a challenge, 
you cannot take this on without being overwhelmed and burnt out. Mm -hmm. So you have to also know the ins and outs of your employee's day and what they're already dealing with. For us, if a teacher came to us and they already had, you know, their, their 16 kids in their class that were just, we have some behavioral children and, um, you know, they're still trying to get into their routine. Like, no, now is not the time. Right. (laughs) You know, so you have to know what's going on in their world as well. Right. And even when I'm delegating something out with those specific people, I say, okay, what time period are you going to work on this? You know? Yes. So, because I have somebody who teaches a lot of lessons, it's our music director actually. Um, but she doesn't have children. And I was like, can you all, can you work on this? And she's like, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. And I'm like, okay, when do you think mm-hmm. <laughs> you will work on that? Cause I don't want it to stress you out. She goes, if you don't give me that, I'm going to fill that time with something else because I have to stay busy because my husband's deployed. Mm. And so, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm making sure I know what her life is like outside of work too and making sure I don't put more on her. I love that question. Mm-hmm. When do you plan to work on this? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes time is, well, it's our greatest commodity. It's also the thing that we sometimes suck at managing. Right especially now with distractions everywhere you look, (laughs) you know, well, I'll give up that 45 minutes scrolling Instagram. Right. Well, and one of the things too is not just that, but I've also had some people that are working on things and they kind of do it periodically. Like I'll notice they check their emails like multiple times that day, but then they don't clock in for the time. And so I've had to reroute them too. I want you to have set hours that you do this because you're not getting paid for doing it because you're not clocking in. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that you're doing it, but I've seen that I was CC'd on some emails, but you're not clocked in. Sure. And so that's also appreciated because I'm making sure that I'm compensating them for it. But I'm telling them, I don't expect you to be doing this all day, every day. Mm -hmm. What is going to be your time frame that you're going to work on this? Yeah. And then those are your business hours. And if somebody's like, hey, you didn't reply to me, be like, sorry, my business hours are 12 to 2. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not life and death. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So once you hand this off to somebody, whatever task you are delegating, I think oftentimes the majority of our businesses, the task that you're delegating out is an ongoing task. But should it be a project, there's got to be a timeline involved. And it's got to be pretty clear with the expectation of when are you going to work on this and will those hours meet the deadline? Right. So if it's an ongoing task, which I can't even think of things that are project based for us, everything is an ongoing task. What about like your community events? Do you plan all those? No. So our assistant director plans all of the community events. Um, and our former director who is still working for us on like a very high level of overview creating our playbook and just I I mean love it I am just so grateful for all the people on our team it is we're just in such an incredible place uh but we have templates for different events and we need to make sure that this happens and this person does that it's it's just incredible once you have the systems in place things run so seamlessly that you're not trying to keep everything in your head to remember oh yeah we got to do that oh you got to call this person you know it's in a literal template that is for November, right? Pull up November. Now we have a, um, link to give some more thanks, which we have next week. Um, 
and just it's get it all out of your head. Get it down on paper. That's a whole different episode. But yes, <laughs> systems matter. But it's part of delegating because you know that if life happens, you've already got it there for them to do. And that's one of the great things that was probably really freeing for you to realize, oh, she's really good at this and I'm going to hand oh, yeah. all of this over. Yes. Because at the beginning you were planning all those events and all the details, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because I wanted it to be done in my vision. Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful is when you sit with somebody for long enough and you have them hang around for a while, <laughs> they can start to get on board with your vision. Right. And they understand the experience that I hope to create. I mean, like, this is such a three thing of like the whole aesthetics of everything and the the brand and the feeling that we want, you know, like the music matters, what we play at <laughs> gives some more things. I think of the very small details to create the intimate experience that I want. But when you train somebody on these things and you give them a glimpse into your world and you can explain and you can take them on this journey, they start to pick it up and start to understand mm-hmm. what it is you're trying to create. But they have to stick around long enough. Right. <laughs> Which is also hard in a military town. Uh-huh. Which but- luckily we've we've been able to do with our, our admin team. So, But I do want to talk about when you delegate a task and it doesn't go as planned. Eek. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> um, you go. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's a lot of coaching involved. My knee-jerk reaction sometimes is to say, oh, I'll just take it back. I'll take it back. It's almost an anxiety response where it, if it's not going according to plan, which I do expect. So first I set my expectations to say there are going to be speed bumps. You're going to have to have some hard conversations. You're going to have to go back and say, okay, next time let's, let's do it this way. Let's write this down. So, um, you know, we amend this process and In that, again, sometimes my anxiety reaction of, oh my gosh, it's not going the way that I thought it was going to go or I want it to go. I'm going to just take it back so it can be done the way I want it to go. And I've done that. And it doesn't serve my greater purpose and greater goal of giving me more time. So I've learned that it's important to schedule those meetings, to have check-in points, to say, how are things going? Here's some feedback. Here's the things I really appreciate that you're doing on this task. So it's a, a, a balance of here's your feedback and here's the things that I appreciate. And I'm always very specific with the things that I appreciate because um, I think that that matters. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like, thank you for all that you do. That's a great thing to say to people, but what are the specific things that you see in me as a person? And I think without the checkpoints, popping those things in periodically too, during the stressful periods, you know, I saw somebody in the hallway at work the other day and I said, thank you for taking care of that. So before I even thought about it. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't even think about it. I'm on it. (laughs) Right. It's first the fact that I noticed it was taken care of and yeah. A second, I didn't even think about it yet. <laughs> yeah. So just and popping those things in, in between too. Totally. We talk about this. We talked about it on Lorelai's episode, mm-hmm. just those little acts of appreciation and kindness, which is how our company culture works. But when you practice it consistently, you get so much out of it just by telling them that and they get so much out of it. And then people who are appreciated want to do better. They want to rise to the occasion because they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel appreciated. So 
when you're going through those anxiety moments of, oh my gosh, this is not how I envisioned this delegation going and having those checkpoints, being able to remember to appreciate the things that are going well with the task. So in those checkpoints, there's a lot of coaching. Here's what I'd like to do next time. Here's, let me show you how I do this. And here's how I set this up, whether it's a, you know, in an app or um, in a spreadsheet. Let me give you a little more training on it. And then we'll check in again next week. What are you noticing that's going well and what's challenging for you? So as a leader, you also have to be super open and accepting and ask for the feedback. Yes. So in talking about project-based, that's easier to do with Mm project-based too. Uh, for instance, you know, with us, with the dance recital, I'm like, okay, I want this person in charge of this, this person in charge of that, this person. And I delegated everything out. I went over their task beforehand. I told them everything, but the day after I said, while it's fresh in your mind, please fill out this survey. Yes. And I, I kind of liked it because I could tell with it being so fresh, some of the things that actually frustrated them, mm-hmm. like the way it was worded, this didn't, da, 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 and these, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, I appreciate that because that shows me that that aspect was frustrating and we were in a new place for that dance recital. So mm-hmm. we knew there were going to be things that we didn't know. And we were just, it's a guessing game as to mm-hmm. how to do some stuff. So shortly after not, before you start planning the next one. No. Very immediately <laughs> after, not the night of, but the next day. Here's the survey. I want you to fill out this. What went well? What went wrong? How could I have done a better job to prepare you? And that shows your vulnerability. And then they'll feel like, oh, okay, my voice actually matters. Yes. Yeah. So often we think like, oh, we have an open door policy. You can come to me with anything. And you expect them to believe that. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is then asking them for their feedback versus waiting for them to come to you. Rarely are your employees just going to come to you with feedback right. unless you continuously ask for it and you make time for it. Those check-in points, those one-on-one meetings, surveys. I love that you did that and the day after. And I have to tell you, it wasn't my idea. It was yeah. my manager's idea. There you go. So I can't this is take why the full <laughs> credit for it. But that's why we have, I yeah. delegate and have a manager because she yeah. has other great ideas. Yes. I love that so, so much. I love when different minds meld together. It's mm-hmm. like so beautiful to watch something come to life with two different points of view. I've noticed it so much recently in mm-hmm. our business. I'm like, this is why I love you. Cause I never thought of that. <laughs> right. Well, and you're handling different things at different times and you're physically in different places at different times. So you yeah. can see the different aspects of it. Like I'm backstage helping put dancers on stage. Right. She's where the parents are and the audiences and so multifaceted right and so much to keep track of right and so it yeah it's just so important to have those other people there yeah and you know when we talk about knowing your employees and delegating the task to them you also have to relinquish the control over making decisions you have to trust that you've delegated that task to that person and give them the authority to make the decisions mm-hmm. so if there's somebody who's out there with the parents and they're like oh shit we didn't go over this with sarah you know like i'm just going to have to make a decision on the fly oh yes let's do this with these people's tickets or whatever you have to trust that they're going to make a decision that is best for the company mm-hmm. in that time 
Right. You know, which is hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going to delegate a task to somebody, they have to have the authority to make the decisions, mm-hmm. which sometimes doesn't always go as planned. And that comes out in the after action review or the can I meeting constant and never ending improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and I also um, filled out the survey. Yes. So that I could share my things and they could see it too. And we all could see each other's answers. Mm-hmm. There were no secrets in it. But mm-hmm. yeah, for some of those things, oh, you made the call to do this. That was a great call. Or mm, that probably wasn't the best call because of this. But again, we, you know, if you're in an unknown situation, that's why it's important to communicate following up on it too. But yeah, it's a matter of deciding what can be done without you and what is draining you that doesn't have to drain you necessarily. Yeah. And really getting to a place where you get to do only the things that you were really good at and that only you can do because it's your superpower Mm -hmm. and get rid of the things that drain you and overwhelm you and just fill your plate with stuff that feels burdensome and give it to somebody else who can also feel like they're doing their superpower because they're good at that thing. Right. If there's any secret to leadership, it's hire the people that have superpowers that are your greatest weaknesses Mm -hmm. and let them do those things and help build your business with you. So let's go back to the, when the stuff doesn't go as planned though, because you mentioned Mm -hmm. a few times you want to take control. Yeah. So So I want to go back and take control. Yeah. So what do you do (laughs) when you don't want to take control? And I'll tell you what I do too. I coach. I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I go over different scenarios, scenarios. (laughs) What's the right way to say that? I say scenarios. What, and I said scenarios or did I you say said scenarios? scenarios? I don't remember where we were the other night. This is such a tangent, but we were sitting around like a fire or something. And I was just talking normally. And I said scenario and everyone goes scenario. And I was like, I'm sorry. Is that not how you say that? No, <laughs> I don't know where I picked that up, but I also say something's very strange. I, well, I know. And it makes me feel stupid. Like the one thing that <laughs> my husband picks on me still i thought it was called scouting tickets like people scout oh, not tickets scalping. like you're looking yeah. out yeah. for people that want to buy like to me that makes sense sure you're scouting for the people to buy the tickets yeah we were like walking into a panthers game and i was like oh yeah we could have just bought some tickets from one of these people scouting tickets was he like huh? he's like what'd you say you mean scalping <laughs> i was like why would they scalp <laughs> like how does that word make more sense yeah. than scouting? We're going to have to look up the definition of that because I don't know. Are you scalping people right. to get their... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> stupid I know. T- stupid tangent. <laughs> I also say wash. What? Never- <laughs> <laughs> like wash. Go wash the clothes. Oh. Wash the dishes. Wash. I know. Instead of wash. I don't know. I'm from Southern California. There's no accent there. That's I don't know. Weird. I also say room. Hmm. Roof. Okay. It's fine. Anyways, scenarios. Yes. Yes. Um, I play out different scenarios. (laughs) So I basically paint a picture of like, what if we did it this way and we amended the way that it was uh, originally tasked out to see if perhaps they would be better at it if they did it a different way. So I asked for their feedback. Is this way working for you? Because it's not getting the result that I am looking for. Right. And sometimes that really sucks. 
it's really hard to be completely honest with people and still do it in a kind way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's necessary, which is why on the front end, you have to create a culture of appreciation and love and connection because your intention should always be that you are building them up. But in that, you're also going to have to recognize some of the things that aren't going well. Right. And that's always going to happen. You're always going to have to have hard conversations with your employees. Mm -hmm. So I try to get their feedback on what they think could be better based on the ultimate goal of this thing. And I have many years ago taken things back. I have wanted to recently, like I told you, Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't. Good. Good for you. <laughs> we kind of we had a meeting and and came up with a um kind of like a short-term solution. Let's see how things go over the next couple of weeks. Here's what I'm looking for and let's see how it goes. And if it doesn't go that way, then I will take on this part of it and you will still have this part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's really hard for me because it is like our, it's part of how we portray ourselves as a business. And I am very picky with what that looks like. Right. It's very important to me. Mm -hmm. Branding. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times I do something because it's a time crunch. So I may put someone in a position just because I need something done and I don't have the time to do it, or it needs to be done during a certain time. For instance, let's say I'll just do a broad example. Let's say I put someone working the front desk, Mm -hmm. but they're not the most communicative person. They're not thorough at following through. They're not great with time management. They're not good at multitasking, but I needed somebody there at the front desk. So in many, many years ago, I, I have done that kind of thing because I needed somebody up there because I couldn't be up there. I was how to baby, you know, and that wasn't their forte. Mm -hmm. And I, it was really hard to take it back and not be like, yeah, you're not really good at this. (laughs) This is not your thing. So instead what I did was I found the other areas at work they were excelling in and I gave them more control, not more control, more freedom to excel in those things. Mm -hmm. You started doing this and you are really doing well at that. I want you to work fewer hours at the desk or not at all. And I want you to focus on building this. And what ended up happening is that profited more because it's something Mm. that grew into Mm -hmm. something bigger instead of me having them sit at the front desk. Yeah. And you can also change the role of what somebody needs to be. So now if there's a desperation situation where I'm like, I need you at the front desk right now, I have a script for people that are filling in Mm -hmm. for the front desk hi, I'm just filling in today. I'm sorry. I don't have all the answers to your questions. Let me take a message and someone will be back to you during regular business hours and done. All they have to do is sit there so that kids are not unsupervised. That is what they say. And that's the end of it. And I can have anybody read that script. Mm -hmm. So it's just learning from the mistakes where I put somebody in too large of a position and not even like working the front desk was too much responsibility for them. It just wasn't the right job for them. Yeah. And so 
making sure, okay, if I have to do something out of desperation or fill in this position with someone that might not be their forte, how can they do it in the interim? I can give them a little script. They can Mm -hmm. sit there until I find the right person to do it long-term. But on the flip side, everybody has something that they're good at. It might not work for your organization. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was just about to say that. Yeah. So it could be a disservice to them by keeping them in your organization. And that we talk about that in the hiring and firing episode. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're not doing them a favor by keeping them in your organization. But if they are doing something really well in your organization and you give them the freedom to do that, it can reap huge benefits Mm -hmm. financially and you know, for them as a person. Yeah. And your culture in general, Mm -hmm. that you're not micromanaging every little thing that's going on. You're allowing people to take what they're good at and run with it. Right. So that's how you learn it the hard way. (laughs) There are so many ways to learn it all the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is why I love working with people and giving them the systems and the tools to be able to fail less. Right. You know? There's failure. There's constant failure in running a business, mm-hmm. even if you have a consultant and a coach. Right. <laughs> but you can fail less. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you have a con- business consultant or a coach, you are working with different people mm-hmm. and different things will come up and the business model is a little different. Mm-hmm. So there's still always going to be things. But that's one of those time is money things. Don't there. You pay me or you, <laughs> yeah. you know, or someone else that does that, um, that is reputable so that you don't lose money by putting people in the wrong positions and mm-hmm. delegating out the wrong things. For me, if I put somebody at the front desk, that's not good at it. I could lose a bunch of potential customers that mm-hmm. come in and ask questions that mm-hmm. aren't answered, aren't followed up on anything. Yeah. Even that they're not the ones instructing. They're the first point of contact. Oh yeah. First experiences matter. Yes. So it, I mean, that ends up costing more. Whereas if you can get advice on that up front, <laughs> yes, then <laughs> duh, <laughs> why not do that? Yes. What year are you about to go into? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Lucky seven. Right. Man, time, I tell you, flies. Mm-hmm. It flies. We're about to go into our 10th school year. Yeah. I mean, not about to, but we're already preparing for it. So it feels like we're about to. I know. I was saying something the other day and they're like, you're already planning for summer 2025. I was like, yes. Yes. Do you know how far out this planning process takes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Well, I'm really glad that we get to do this together. It's so great to be able to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and collaborate with and ask questions to and just lay things out that you can't talk about with everybody. Right. It makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. That's why I love, and we weren't even going to talk about this, but, um, our events, right? Like I love that we can go there and hear different perspectives and different business models and be like, Oh, I could totally incorporate that thing that has nothing to do with education into the school. Mm -hmm. We get these little tidbits. We're just so, I want to say lucky, but we have built this to be able to, to have these experiences. I'm just so grateful that we are in a place where we get to do that. Right. What's the one thing you won't delegate out or you don't think you'll ever delegate out? Hmm. Um, the thing that I love to do the most 
is to coach and connect with our staff. And I will never delegate that out. That's not to say our leaders won't go do other leadership training because they have. And I think that's really important for them to be coached and led by somebody else. But I will never give that up inside our organization for for everybody. I love connecting with our employees and we sit on the couch in the office and I hear about their lives and they share what they want to share. And I get to ask questions and come up with solutions together and get their feedback. Like I love that. I will never trade that for anything. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how I'm putting my position now. I'm working with the leaders Yeah, and letting the leaders work with the rest of the staff. Yeah. That and the other thing that I learned was actually from Janelle from C Cups. Mm. The other thing that I had delegated out that I then later regretted was all the hiring. Mm. So my teachers, my leaders do the initial interview and observation process. Mm -hmm. But she was like, I said, what's your hiring process? And she told us since she's remote that her manager does it. And Mm -hmm. then they all have a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things that I'm definitely implementing now and we're doing. So yes, the the leader initially brings them in, interviews them, gives me feedback, observes them teach. Then the final step is all three of us have a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And the reason for me that I won't delegate that back out completely is because that now I feel like that person has a connection to me. Sure. Whereas with some of the teachers that we didn't do that with ended up coming to work and I met them like weeks after they started mm-hmm. working. Cause I'm not there when they're there all the time. Yeah. So that helps with that personal connection. And that's the thing, like I won't fully delegate out anymore. Mm-hmm. So working with leaders and then the hiring process. Yeah. I did delegate that out. <laughs> the hiring process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a our assistant director, Rayleigh, does initial phone calls. Mm-hmm. If they meet kind of the value-based criteria, she invites them to come in. They meet with Lynette and Juliana, and they go into different classrooms. And our teachers are so wonderful because they ask them questions. They let us know if the interviewee asked them questions, what they were, their general feedback. So we get it from, like, all sorts of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I get all those reports and it's either like, I'm like, you know, have, what did this reference say or whatever, ask any questions. We send out an offer. And then when they come to onboard, you, you know, we've talked about the whole process of onboarding where it's right. videos of me about our values, about our community. So they get to know me. And then when they start onboarding, I, I meet them in person, but they're like, Oh, I just watched your video, you know, yeah. like, um, so that's our way to bridge that that gap. And it takes the, you know, if I'm not there, like we were in Dollywood for a week, we had somebody new start, (laughs) but they already knew who I was when I got back. So that's freed up a lot of time. Um, but you're right. It takes that initial connection Mm -hmm. out of it until I am back in the office and can meet them. And that's why I did it as a zoom because Mm -hmm. I could do it from the beach or wherever I am. And it doesn't, and it's not a long thing because, Basically, I just open them up for questions. I've Mm -hmm. already been filled in on everything about them. Right. I just open it up for questions so that they know they can come to me Mm -hmm. with questions. And for me, what initiated taking that thing back was when it came time to let somebody go, I 
couldn't really let them go very easily Mm. and keep a positive relationship because I didn't have a relationship with them. Yeah. That would be wild to let somebody go and not even know them. Right. So my leader had to let them go. Yeah. I don't let anyone go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we do. We do. We have. We were gifted them to the universe is what we like to say because of everybody has something to give. And yes, a value. It just might not not be the right place for here. But yeah, no, our our director is our. Does that as well. She does. Yes. It's a hard ass job. Yeah. Yeah. So and it depends on the severity of the situation. So Mm -hmm. but yeah, some leaders are great at leading and planning and organizing, but not great with confrontation. So there's a a lot of different types of leadership, Mm -hmm. leading people versus, um, you know, leading back end systems and processes and procedures and stuff like that are two completely different things. Right. And you can't oftentimes, maybe sometimes you can have the same person do both, but I think it's very rare. Right. Yep. And some of that's just a financial thing, you know, being able to pay (laughs) two different people to handle I know all of those things. And I do have to recognize sometimes that, well, both sides, we have not always been in a position to be able to have a director, assistant director, a Montessori mentor, teacher, a director of community, an office manager. Like when we first started, we had a part-time director. She was there like four hours a day. Right. It was like slim pickings. You need a bathroom break? Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas now it's like we have floaters. You know, we have walkie talkies. I need assistance in the lily room. You know, it's it's a whole new world. And I realize sometimes in coaching and consulting, I'm like, I am kind of talking from a place of privilege of building this business to where it is now. Um, But it hasn't always been this way. So it's like I have to remind myself of like, no, there are humble roots here where we were like scraping by, right? <laughs> like how are we going to meet payroll this, this month? Luke and I would be like, I guess we're pulling from our savings, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't get paid sometimes when stuff happens. Yeah. So. And like, you know, the idea is that you build a business to where that doesn't happen. Right. Anymore. So exactly. And a lot of that has to do with hiring the right people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, knowing what you should delegate out when and what it's worth to you. So, Yep. I think everybody should make a list of three things, their goal to delegate out. Yeah. The tasks that you want to delegate out and also the season of life that you're in. What are your top priorities? You know, is more time a top priority. You better delegate some stuff out, whether that's hiring a virtual assistant or whatever it is, depending on where your business is. But yeah, your season of life, top three priorities and three things to delegate out Mm -hmm. and make sure you have the tasks written out for those. Right. And then come up with it in your budget so that you can determine if you need to change your pricing to cover that because it's worth it. Totally. All right. Well, hopefully that helps (laughs) with some delegation. It's more (laughs) us chatting about our (laughs) pros and cons and our experiences, but um, our rambling, our rambling, but I think Mm -hmm. it's good for people to glean on it and realize, you know, it's, it's a process. It is a process and it takes time. Yeah. So starting from before you do it, when you do it, what happens if it's not done right? And then how to reroute it and mm-hmm. continue moving forward. And then the reviews afterwards to continue doing it. Yep. So. Hope- okay. All right. Hopefully that <laughs> helps with delegating. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.